We're going with Psalm 90, huh? That's it. That's the intro. It's beer, and, it's beer and Psalm hey guys. Wednesday. Cheers. Cheers, cheers to the yep, king. Yep. Cheers, cheers to the king. king. Yep. Hey, cheers to the king. And, and cheers to our guest who will introduce your moment. There you go, John. Cheers. Mm. Hey, y'all. Wow, it's good. Good evening. <laughs> Welcome to Cross Politic on the Fight Life Feast Network. Pastor Toby Chuck Knox on the water boy. Man, the intro just sound, feels so different with the psalm. <laughs> yeah. With the psalm it's going, reverence. going no on reverence. here. Yeah, no. beer and reverence. That's and you got to stick around for actually the second segment. We're actually getting into Psalm 90. That's and right. we got some exhortation for you coming. Uh, but first, we actually have a great guest on the first segment here. Stop sending your hard-earned money to companies that hate you. It's time to build a Christian economy. Yes. Bubble Construction Inc. is literally just doing that. For all your construction needs, partner with Bobo Construction Inc. today. For any project in California, Nevada, Washington, or Idaho, contact Austin mm. Bobo at a Bobo, B-O-B-O, at BoboConstructionInc.com or visit the website at www.BoboConstructionInc.com. Whatever is fair and right, that's what we do. Bobo Construction Inc. Set, go, tell them we sent you, too. Yeah. Yeah. We call, love Bobo. Call up Austin and tell him that. Uh, call up Austin because he puts his phone number in yeah. his ad. Hey, <laughs> hey, with us now, we are grateful to have John Doyle, speaker, writer, and the host of Heck Off Commie. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. John, you're going to explain that to us. John delivers thorough and incentivizing speeches. Incentivizing. Yeah. Colleges and universities, think tanks, and other associations or audiences. And you may remember his name from Cross Politic as the one who protested the, uh, quote, family-friendly drag event titled Drag Your Kids to Pride, which was hosted at a gay bar in Dallas, Texas. Shame on Dallas. Over the weekend. Shame on Uh, Dallas. First of all, John, thanks for coming on Cross Politic. Well, thank you for having me. I apologize for not being in the studio, but, you know, I wasn't invited to drink beers with you guys, and so I had to go out to a local coffee shop to ah. provide to myself the illusion of fraternity and community because I wasn't uh, able to be in studio with you guys. Yeah. You're Next welcome. time. Next You're time. Welcome You're welcome in studio anytime. Yeah. Anytime you yeah. come to Idaho. Yeah, come, come visit real. us sometimes, and we got a beer for you or scotch if you prefer. Um, Appreciate that. John, so we want to talk to you about um, the video that, um, uh, that I think has probably viral, been, been yeah, going viral about you confronting uh, some moms and kids. And, and I don't dads. know who else. I mean, his dad's there, yeah, too. Out, outside this, this gay bar taking their kids to this drag show. Um, first off, we, I, you know, I don't know how much you know about us or who we are, but um, could not be more um, on your team yep. as far as. Um, the wickedness, the heinousness of this, the yeah. confrontation um, the, that's needed, the, the criminality of it, um, the um, even the way you describe what they're talking about um, as being violent uh, um, and uh, mutilating and so forth, totally on the same page as you. And we also believe in confrontation. Um, one of the reasons we want to have you on the show is we want to talk to you straight up. Um, we've also had a couple of and, our videos and, go. And, go we, and we've had guests on that we disagree with uh, adamantly, and we are not opposed at all to speaking the truth. Um, we are not opposed to even what our one of our pastors calls the serrated edge, um, yeah. uh, pulling you know just telling people the truth in a way that kind of punches them in the face. Yeah. Um, at the same time, uh, we had second guesses. Second, we had some questions about your approach. Um, to you know this particular moment, and maybe the way it was framed with you know six or eight guys walking up with a megaphone, uh, maybe the potential that it it looks like a gang, it, you know, it looks like uh, you know there's a maga hat, whatever. And the question is, is is that uh, you know I guess what were you as you thought through like I need to do something. Um, the men are not standing up to protect these children. Um, what was your thinking and why you approached it the way you did? 
Uh, the thinking was arguably cynical. I would say it's more pragmatic, but it's like, it's not like we're protesting something like tax policy or perhaps, you know, zoning regulations within our neighborhood that we think are unjust to the residents. You're talking about parents who, by the way, were largely single white mothers bringing their children to an event that was intended to uh, corrupt them. And, you know, you're never going to sit down with somebody like that over beers or over coffee and convince them of your opinion. You're just, it's never going to happen. These people are literally beyond reason. And so the only thing to do with people who are at that point so corrupted by evil is to confront them and to shame them. So, you know, there were people who were arguing that our approach was perhaps uh, a little bit too abrasive and callous to the people who want their children to have their penises cut off. But I would argue that uh, those people actually deserve probably a little bit more than that. I mean, we learned what in Matthew 18, six, that people who do that to children should have millstones tied around their neck and be tossed into the ocean. So I would think that confronting them with a megaphone was probably the nicest approach that we could have had. Was your approach, John, um, were you thinking in any way, shape, or form, um, we might reach somebody with this message? Or was it entirely for the camera and the people that would watch afterwards? Uh, well, that is the reach, I think. Um, I think that, you know, for the longest time in this country, the church literally had more influence and therefore more powerful than the government. But as we've abandoned the church, we've now trusted this, you know, nominally uh, amoral apparatus to govern what is right and what is wrong in our country. And we've seen where that's gotten us. So I think that bringing back shame is the point of it. I didn't think I was going to convince a mom who had brought their child to this event you know what, maybe this isn't the right thing. I knew that they were going to double down and be vicious, you know, the same way when you shine, shine a light on a vampire, they're going to lash out at you. But I knew that people would see that and understand, okay, well, what does it say about our society where this group of young men has to be the ones, not the fathers, not anybody else, but the group of young men has to be the ones who are actually trying to make some sort of declaration about what is right and what is wrong in our society. And I knew that that would inspire people uh, to stand up because, you know, what we did wasn't difficult. We paid $12 for parking. We spent a few hours. It wasn't difficult at all. Yeah. And if we could inspire everybody to do even half of that, we wouldn't have to argue five years from now that, hey, maybe it's not a good idea to groom children because we would have a society that is uh, not conflict averse and that is willing to take a stand for what is right. Hey, John, John, go, go ahead. ahead. Yeah. Okay. John, I, I watch your videos and I appreciate a lot of what you do, I, especially the one you did on conservatism and um, Christianity, America, America yeah. Christianity. Yeah. I yeah. thought that was phenomenal, man. I, I think everybody needs to go watch that. It's like 60 minutes long. And 60 it is seconds or 60 minutes? 60 minutes oh, long. And earlier it's you said seconds, but... It's loaded with content. It's it's almost like a red pill for Republicans, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so I appreciate that. You know, when I was watching this video, because I know have known you and known of you, um, I, I was a little perplexed because I watched almost... Um, I Here's my position. I know that these people are already insane, that these mm. are the kind of people who are wicked folks. They've already lost a form of natural understanding you know these are dead people they are they're, literally they're walking dead men they're zombies in one sense and so when i was watching the the video i saw the first thing i saw was the mega hat and i'm like okay th these guys are coming up here giving them something other than the gospel of jesus christ to be upset at and when I, when I talk about the gospel of Jesus Christ, I'm not just limited to the death, burial, and resurrection. I'm, lift, I'm limited to the whole court, curtail of scripture, right, from the beginning to end. And I was wondering, I was like, okay, why wasn't it that you guys didn't make the central point of their anger, knowing that they were going to be upset anyway that you were there? Why didn't you choose to make the gospel of Jesus Christ the center point of their anger and frustration? They're nagging and their, yeah, their frustration. 
Um, well, I guess we didn't really have a strategy in terms of the appearance of it. We more or less just congregated, and once we had everybody who we thought was going to show up, we just kind of went to it. Um, he chose to wear that hat. Uh, I mean, that's his decision. I think that had we made it a more Christ-centered approach uh, at the drawing board, it would have been easier for the public who ended up seeing the video. Like you said, I think it went viral and it's probably been seen a few million times. I think it would have been easier for them to dismiss it as, oh, these are just Bible thumpers. You know, oh, they're so silly. They believe in a sky daddy. You know, these very like immature atheist arguments. But when you see it as a more amoral and, you know, if they notice the MAGA hat, it is what it is. But seeing it as just like, you know, they're not necessarily even religious guys. They're just guys who are willing to say that this is wrong. I think it's a more relatable approach for the masses uh, to see rather than just like, you know, oh, another Christian group confronting a group of gay people. We've seen this a million times. So, so I think it was actually more advantageous. Um, so, John, actually, that that statement to me, actually, I have less of a problem with your approach and more of a problem with that statement. Um, when you say we, we try to give off more of an amoral um, persona, to mm. me, it's like, well, you're putting down the the nuclear bomb of Jesus Christ and walking into a fight without your, let's use another metaphor, without your trump card, without your ace card, mm-hmm. and and then trying to act like there's there's like an amoral approach that's happening in the midst of people doing something very immoral. Yeah, I, I, amoral was the wrong word. I should have said a religious, which of course morality and religion uh, are one to one. But I, I think the point there is, and this is something that I, I tend to disagree a lot uh, with with Christians, is whether we should take the spiritual approach or the political approach. Both. We don't. We don't. Both. We don't. We don't make those distinctions. <laughs> there's there's an a dis- okay. yeah there's yeah. a difference in that. My point is that I think that we are at such a level of spiritual rot in this country where even hearing the name Jesus Christ causes people to squirm and to immediately become defensive. So I'm of the opinion that if we can win political battles and cut off using the force of government occupied by good people, so much of the spiritual and demonic rot that is happening and being orchestrated from the top down, you could cleanse people's souls to a point where they're actually more receptive and willing to hear things like that as opposed to just immediately shutting them down. You can only cast out demons by Jesus Christ. Like you can only fight demons with Jesus, you it's, you know basically the approach that I think you're, um, and, and of course correct me if I'm wrong. I'm happy to be wrong all day. Um, is the kind of approach where it's like you clean out one demon in the house, and you don't replace it with Jesus, and then seven demons come back in return. Yeah. So the experience I've had. Like, uh, you, for example, are pretty familiar with my work. I tie it back to Christianity and to Jesus, but you know, every video I don't bring this up, and this isn't, you know, it's not a Christian channel, it's a conservative channel. Because of that, I've been able to bring thousands of people to Christianity. I think, and maybe I'm wrong, that if I were explicitly a Christian channel who focused primarily on that and tied everything I do politically back to Christianity, I think that that would actually, on the macro or on the net, bring in less people. I think that they actually have to be sort of, you know, led to it slowly because I think they have so much conditioning drilled into their head that makes them want to shut down any, oh, that's Christian. I was trying to force something down my throat. I think they literally need to be just slowly Wait a second. pulled out of this condition. I, I got to this is I just told everybody to watch the video where you talk about conservatism versus yeah. Christianity and that whole video was making the point we live in a country that yeah. you don't get the fruit of this just because of some conservatism you only get it because of Christianity yeah. and so yeah, and that video, video was a, 
Go ahead. One video of like 200, though. But so that video, like, though, to me is a foundation of everything that you say that you believe in, correct? I can 100%. My point is simply how are you going to get someone to watch an hour long video about that if they already are so willing to dismiss anything that they perceive to be trying to, you know, brainwash them religiously? I'm simply saying that people are not as religious as they used to be, but they're still, you know, as conservative, maybe, in terms of what they're interested in. So if you can present yourself as an ally of theirs, hey, we agree on gun control, we agree on tax. Now they perceive you as a friend and then you can say, hey, also, let's watch this video. Now that you already like me, you like what I have to say. I think that's more effective of an approach to bring people to Christianity than simply saying it uh, and everything that I do. I think that argument is a product of like the secret sensitive church where it's more concerned about what everybody else thinks and hoping we can bring them Jesus eventually versus um, leading with the truth, leading with the the truth of the gospel, leading with the with the, the offense of the cross, uh, and, and starting there versus like the seeker sensitive. Like uh, to me, you're like you're you're a seeker sensitive conservative, and Greg Lowry shows up in your city and and then leaves and says, "Well, we brought all these people to Jesus." It's like not really. I mean, I, nothing I say that isn't explicitly Christian is like a lie. Uh, right. So everything I say is true, and the overlap is there. And people who are Christian will know that I'm preaching Christian morality. But in terms of linking it explicitly to that, I think that to always be doing that will turn more people off uh, than to just be doing that. And I think that even my success speaks to that. Like in terms of people who are still on mainstream platforms who are preaching the most truth, uh, it's like me and maybe a handful of other people, but everybody else is gone. Even the people who are explicitly Christian, they for whatever reason don't have the reach that I do. And they don't seem to be bringing as many people to the church as I am with my approach. So I, I think it's just a strategic decision agreement but i think that ultimately what i'm doing is still effective i don't know if it's strategic as much as it is where the power is i want to say the power is in the word of god to transform the human heart so let's say you went out there and you're talking and you would have and you would have um been so boldly to proclaim proclaim the gospel of jesus christ right there in front of the whole crowd and say this is the foundation of morality the fact that christ died and came and to save you from your sins so that you wouldn't have to run in here to this type of filth and muck. darkness you can be saved from this through jesus that kind of message actually gets beyond the, the Bible. And probably says, the same reaction. On. The Bible says the, the word of God is powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword set asunder bone and marrow. There isn't anything that we have that cuts deeper and better than the word of God itself, and particularly the gospel of Jesus Christ's ability to take dead men and make them alive. To put yeah. that aside, like we need to have something that sets it up first to me is a failure to understand the actually the actual power in the message of the gospel. So all of that was recorded, that entire protest. We were there for about four hours. Yeah. That initial confrontation was the footage that went viral. But we were also there reciting rosaries. I'm Catholic. Uh, we were doing you know, Christian chants. We were chanting Christ is King. We were doing prayers. For some reason, and you can tell me why, the footage that went viral and that was the most influential was not the footage of us reciting prayers. It was the footage of us initially confronting them and exposing the evil for what it was. So I don't presume to know the plan. I know that God is control. So for whatever reason, the footage that was the most impactful in terms of waking people up to that evil wasn't the footage of us chanting prayers or reciting rosaries. It did have the same reaction from them. You're right about that. But the footage that ended up going viral and that was the most effective wasn't that footage. I don't know why that is, but it's just the reality of the situation. So I would tend to think that that would be vindicating the approach that we took in the beginning. Well, vir vulnerability is not necessarily what I'm after. So you might be right about how viral it goes. 
But I'm talking about the people who were actually there too, though. There were actually, if the concern are the people that are in the line, what is the message that they need to hear, right? If the concern is that we want these type of buildings to be torn down, they don't get torn down with a conservative religious right message. They get torn down with the gospel of Jesus Christ message. If we want to reach those folks and not the just the internet, I I give it to you, brother. You got you got the views, you got the juice. There's no question about that. But I'm saying. What about the folks that are actually in the line that you wanted to reach too? Right. Like I said, we were praying rosaries actually even before my, my brigade showed up. So they were getting that too. My point is simply that, you know, to have good, you also must necessarily have Could evil, you tell- which would be the absence of good. I'm sorry. And I don't know so- what prayers of the rosary. Could you give me an example of that? You're setting a rosary? Yeah. Yeah. What is yeah, that? We don't, we I don't know what that is. Sorry, I really don't. I don't know what that is. So the Catholics believe that the rosary is basically like a very powerful spiritual weapon. And so you have a rosary, which uh, I can show you, and it has different beads on it. And for each bead, you'll say a Hail Mary, you'll say an Our Father, and different things like that. And so we believe that every time you say a Hail Mary, it literally sends tremors through heaven. We believe it's a very powerful prayer. So this is a rosary. This is actually modeled off of the rosaries that were um, given to the soldiers in World War One and Two, I believe. And so each of these beads on the rosary, you'll say like one Hail Mary, and you'll just go around the whole thing, and they're sacred mysteries. So he'll do that. And so we had people on the other side of the street reciting that prayer concurrently to us reciting prayers on their side of the street in front of the police and then also, you know, confronting them directly about what they were doing. So um, I just want to clarify my intention was not going viral because I want clicks and I want views. My point is simply that I think what can bring so many people back to the church and back to God is seeing the amount of evil that we have. It's very easy to ignore the reality of our situation being a spiritual realm when you're not forced to see what evil actually is but when people see what evil is it makes them realize that is evil there has to be something to it it can't just be an accident that this is happening and i think that exposing that is important so yeah i stand by uh the way that we went about it and i think that it was very impactful uh regardless of if we weren't throughout the entire thing reciting prayers and reciting scripture to these people so okay hold john, on listen, we, 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 we have to okay. Okay. hold on hold on real quick hold john, on john hold can on, you john. stay around a little longer i'm actually enjoying this you have yeah, you have more yeah, time yeah. okay give us about 10 more minutes all right this is going to go in the club portal. What do we call it? Behind Backstage. backstage. I, I don't know. Like, I backstage. Been doing you should know that way. by now. Okay. If you want to catch the rest of this, you're going to have to go backstage. But more cross politics is coming up next. It's Beer and Psalm Sunday or Wednesday. Cheers Wednesday, Sunday. You're so used to I'm Sunday. So used to yeah. Sunday. It's Beer and Psalm Wednesday. More cross politics after this. Home, it's where you build your legacy, where traditions are started, seeds are planted, meals are shared, and stories are told. We are Chris and Natalie Carpenter, owners of Story Real Estate, and our team of top agents helps people find homes in Moscow, Idaho, and around the country. Have you thought about a move? 
Contact us to get connected with a top agent who shares your values and puts your family first. Or reach out to us about our Moscow Relocation Guide. Wherever you're looking to go, we can help you find home. Call us at Story Real Estate or visit us at storyrealestate.com and start building your legacy. Glorious. Can we do, we need to find hip hop versions of these songs. <laughs> some fighting. I need to make some. real some, battle. Psalm, you know. Psalm 90. That's, that's a really good beer. This is Psalm 90, it really is. Pick that beer out. Uh, we're sorry we had to cut that interview short. Neil and up. club members actually get to finish the fire that happened behind the backstage. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. welcome back to Cross Politic. Hope you guys enjoyed that that first segment with uh, John Doyle. We hope to you know maybe come alongside him, give yeah. him some encouragement. I uh, wish more people you know? had his boldness at the end right. of the day. That's right. Right. I wish that they. This had is one that. of the things where DL Moody said, "I like my way of doing things versus your way of not doing things." Right. Right. Yeah. Yep. You know, I mean, and there's then, some there's some things that yeah. need to be corrected right. there. And 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 like a Catholic putting Protestants to shame. That is stop it. Okay, I was gonna say stop something, it. but I don't have nothing to say after I mean, that. Stop uh, it. You know, yeah. I mean, where were the Protestants? I mean, if, if we're gonna critique him, like, I mean, I think there's things we we said to him and we yeah. meant him, and, and then we and, said more on the backstage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, but at yeah. the same time, were yeah, the, were where, the evangelicals out there praying? Yeah, where are the men? Where where yeah. are the men? Where are the Protestants? I need men? more of this. Where, <laughs> where are the Protestant pastors? Yeah. Um, I do want to talk to you guys real quick as we get back on the second segment about the Fight Laugh Feast Club membership. Yeah. Um, by joining the Fight Laugh Feast Army, not That's only right. are you aiding in our fight to take down secular and legacy media, mm. the Fox News is yeah. the people who think that the you, CNN Plus, the people who think that you can't lead with Jesus as Lord. Come That's on right. now, right? That's right. Come on who, now. Who don't believe in our logo? Mm. You also get access to all the content placed in our club portal, like. The rest of that conversation with John Doyle. Yeah. Doyle. Doyle. Um, all our conference talks are there. Yeah. And a bunch of exclusive content for club members that mm. you won't be able to get anywhere else. Sorry. <laughs> Lastly, you'll also get discounts for all our conferences. In fact, you get a hundred dollars. No. What does it say there? Yeah, hundred dollars off. Hundred. Yeah, that's not what it says. So if you, you got ten, you've got ten it's a hundred dollars off. Just yeah, say it. Just okay. say it. Right, I'll say yeah. that. You get a hundred dollars <laughs> off if you register <laughs> for the Fight Laugh East Conference. Which, by the way. This fall is on <laughs> lies. lies, propaganda, Insane. storytelling, and the serrated. Edge. I can't believe how bigger this narrative keeps getting. How Basically, more important this how topic bigger? gets. Basically, yeah. everything we yeah. talked about with I'm John sorry. Doyle. If, yeah. if you're if you're thinking if your like head is kind of hurting and you're like yeah and I see that and I'm not sure and I want to I want to yeah. do that but I want to do it better. Mm -hmm. That's why we want to have this conference. And it's not That's like right. we have it all figured out. No, but, um, but we believe that mm -hmm. uh, men like Pastor Doug Wilson yep. are further along this path than us and have grown yep. thirty been, years long. Been, been, been fighting. He's this. got arrows on the back. Yeah. Stuff. Ben, He's been shot at. Ben Merkel's been doing this at the academic level. That's right. St. Andrews College. George Gilder's been doing this Ooh. actually for decades. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's right. Um, about the conference, yeah. The, the economic side of things. Um, you know, so come join us at the conference. And if you've got 10 bucks a month to kick over our way, you can sign up at flfnetwork.com. Join the club army. Join the club. Mm. Join our army. We need more Bible. That's period. We need yeah. more Bible. Yeah. I mean, the, the the word of God created the world. Right. <laughs> we the, can't forget the, that. The one <laughs> That's right. It created the so world. How the Bible you goes, use it? put it on the shelf. People are literally made yeah. up of the word yeah. of God. Okay, the, I'm sorry. The question I almost the question I almost asked him. No, I'm with you. The question I almost asked him, but I didn't I didn't ask him. I just I just let's let you guys do it. I, mean, I, just, I saw you. You start you you started off. I know. I know. I you kicked that. it off well. I was just letting you. But um yeah. it was was Jesus wrong? Mm. Because when he gave the Great Commission, he didn't say, now, most of the world's going to think you're crazy if you talk about a guy who rose from the dead. So start with conservative politics. <laughs> 
No, yeah. he said go yeah. into all the world preaching the gospel. Yeah. 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 So I, I don't, th- I mean, I, anyways, next time, next time, John. Hey, I hope he comes in the studio. I love to have him in. Oh, Idaho. absolutely. Yeah. We'd have a great time yeah. together. Yeah. Yeah. So it's Beer and Psalms Wednesday. Yeah, yes. Have we King. mentioned that? And uh, today's psalm is Psalm ninety. Mm. Um, and I, get my Bible. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not I gonna got read, mine. I'm not gonna read the right whole thing, yeah. but I'm gonna read a few verses of it. I got it. And I, I got a few thoughts for you. And I and I'm, man, it's like my head's like buzzing after talking to John. Yeah. And thinking about this, Lord, yeah. Thou has been our dwelling place in all generations, before the mountains were brought forth, or ever Thou didst form the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, Thou art God. And I'll just skip down a few verses. It says, verse 7, For we are consumed by thine anger, by thy wrath are we troubled. Thou hast set our iniquities before thee, our secret sins, in the light of thy countenance. For all our days are passed away in thy wrath. We spend our years as a tale that is told. The days of our years are three score years and ten. And if by reason of strength they be four score years, that's eighty in old King James. <laughs> Yet is their strength labor and sorrow, for it is soon cut off and we fly away that's where we get that song i'll fly away you know that one um then at the end here it says return O lord how long and let it repent thee concerning thy servants oh satisfy us early with thy mercy that we may rejoice and be glad all our days make us glad according to the days wherein thou hast afflicted us and the years wherein we have seen evil let thy work appear unto thy servants and thy glory unto their children and let the beauty of the lord our god be upon us Mm. And establish thou the work of our hands upon us. Yea, the work of our hands, establish thou it. Psalm 90 is a prayer of Moses, actually, which is interesting. You usually think of the Psalms being a, Psalms of David and yeah, Solomon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a prayer of Moses that roughly breaks into four parts. God is from everlasting. It's the first part. The lifespan of men is short and hard because of our sin and God's wrath and justice. So Moses prays. Teach us to number our days that we might have wisdom and satisfy us with mercy early so that we might be glad and God's beauty be upon us and establish the work of our hands. And I love how it kind of culminates yeah, there. Yeah, the yeah. beauty of the Lord be upon us and establish the work of our hands. There's something really reminiscent of Ecclesiastes, I think, here. Yeah. Our lives pass away and so much of what we do is like vapor. Mm-hmm. It's like trying to shepherd the wind. You know, how how are you gonna do that? Yeah, right? good luck. Yeah, right. which is like trying to herd cats, and I have a couple of cats. Might even be harder. Can't herd. Them. <laughs> trying to plan and direct a mix of things in our lives that are confusing, uncertain, fading, may seem actually or could be worthless. And yet, in the midst of all the vapor and all the stormy wind of life, Solomon says that there's nothing better than to rejoice in God, rejoice in your wife, eat, drink, and be glad. Amen. Cheers. Well, cheers. 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 Right? Cheers. Here we go. He says that the wise cast their bread upon the waters, trusting that after many days they will find it again. So the point being, even though life is uncertain and confusing and full of wind, full of Mm. storms, God is still God, and we should still live generously by faith in his promises. We will return to the dust and our spirit to God, but there is one shepherd who governs the wind and the waves. Mm. Life is short, often confusing, but God is God and he does not change. And wisdom sets a feast in the midst of the storm because we're not riding out this storm all alone. Christ is the good shepherd who's in our boat. Mm. Christ is the good shepherd who shepherds the wind and establishes the work of our hands. So, so this is the charge from Psalm 90 on Beer and Psalms Wednesday. For every problem you consider, whatever the problem is, mm. 
wicked women taking their children mm-hmm. to get to be you know mutilated That's right. or murdered, right? To the abortion uh, clinics, uh, yeah. whatever you know, inflation, yeah, gas right. prices. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, people, you know, politicians doing dumb things. Like yeah, getting rid of right. body armor, whatever. Okay, <laughs> so for every problem you consider, do your best to do two things to build something good and beautiful in this world. Build some, build two things, good and beautiful in this world. What the anarchists and the revolutionaries want is nothing more than everyone to be on their heels, mm-hmm. constantly reacting That's right. to them. Preach, That's right. preacher. They want you grabbing for balance. They want you to be unbalanced so that anything good has to come from them. That's right. Making you utterly dependent on them for security and happiness. But this is nothing less than a form of Stockholm syndrome, yep. right? Looking to your abuser for comfort. Yeah, for please, salvation. Please give me some money. Give yeah. me a job. Fix this problem, right? Mm-hmm. No. We're Christians. That's right. We're Christians. So look to God and remember that he is not moved. He is God from everlasting. We're just people and our lives are a mere breath, but by his grace, we can make a dinner and rejoice in the storm. We can plant a garden and rejoice in the storm. We can woo a woman and marry her and rejoice, make love and rejoice. Praise God. Bear children and baptize them. Come and on. rejoice. Go to a symphony. Go to a play. Make music. Paint. Write. Read a great story out loud. Build and rejoice in the storm. Start a school, a church, a new business. If the beauty of the Lord is upon us, he will establish the work of our hands. Mm. You know, the, it's funny. End, that it, you, end it right there, man. If you're single, <laughs> get married. If you're married, have you some kids. And if you have kids... Go baptize them. Until tomorrow, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politics. Cheers to the king. Amen. Mm. Cheers to you too, Gabe. This is where Dave and I plan this year's company holidays. Let's go through the list. Easter, too religious. St. Patrick's Day? Too white. Mother's Day? Way too cisgendered. All of your usual holidays have been canceled this year. But we still have Karl Marx's birthday! (laughs) Need a real reason to party? Find a new job at redballoon.work. When tyrants take over, what's the first thing they do? Disarm. It happened in Russia, China, Germany, and most recently, Afghanistan. Why? Because disarmed people are easier to control. And over the last century and a half, American tyrants have been carrying out a slow, methodical disarmament that no one is talking about. State education. Tyrants know that education is warfare. Our rulers have a vested interest in making you totally harmless. They've got big plans and they don't want you getting in the way. Think about it. Would you rather fight an army decked out with high-powered rifles or a bunch of dinky water pistols? They know that if you can think critically, you're a threat. At New St. Andrews College, we want to graduate men and women who are dangerous. Dangerous to the world, dangerous to the principalities and powers, dangerous to spiritual wickedness in high places. Education can either arm you or disarm you. It can make you a threat or make you a useful idiot. So, where you get that education counts. Click the link to apply to New St. Andrews College today.